Francazel, a town in France, is known for its military airbase camp located just over an hour's distance between the town and the city of Toulouse. However, in 1989, both places made headlines due to four horrifying murders that occurred in their vicinity. Within two months, the killers managed to take the lives of three women and a man, aged between 12 and 62. The local community was genuinely worried, thinking that they had a serial killer in their hands. The military base camp, apart from its location, became a hub of prime suspects, as the police believed the culprits belonged to that camp, since it was one of the most bustling places in the area. As the investigation progressed, the police encountered numerous challenges, finding bodies one after another until the final confrontation. When the culprits confessed and revealed their reason for committing these murders, the police were shocked to say the least, as they had never heard such a motive for murder before. The four men claimed that the only reason they killed those people was to have fun because they were bored. And welcome to Shades of Macabre, a podcast that aims to bring you some of the most horrifying and gruesome murder cases from across the world. France is indeed famous for many things, and the Eiffel Tower is one of its most prized jewels. However, not many people are aware of the serial murders that took place in the rural parts of the country during the late 1980s. On Tuesday, May 30th, 1989, a 23-year-old physiotherapist named Isabel Rabu was out drinking with her friends. At around 12.15 a.m., she decided to drive to one of her friend's house named Agnes and stayed there for the night instead of a longer distance back home. Everything was supposed to go as planned. She would return to her home in Toulouse, greet her parents and continue with her usual routine. But morning came and went, and Isabel never showed up to her house. Her parents were confident that Isabel would have tried to contact them if her plans had changed, but they hadn't heard from her since the previous night. And their next step was quick, because on the same day, that is on 31st May, they decided to file a missing persons report in Toulouse police station. The police also reacted quickly to the situation and attempted to trace Isabel's last known location and retrace her steps before she went missing. But even with quick response, there were no significant breakthroughs and as time passed, the case seemed to reach a standstill. Now, there's no exact date, but the police soon discovered a burned car abandoned in a field sometime in June. When they reached the location and examined the car, they found out that it belonged to Isabel. So they began investigating nearby houses and areas close to where the car was found. 
and it wasn't until they found out about a military base bomap or airborne mobile operational base just a few kilometers away the police decided to enter the premise in hopes of finding any leads but they were quickly stopped by the guards you see any police official is not allowed to enter the military base there's a special police force which acts as a bridge between the military the police and the civilians known as gendarmerie these officials had the permission to enter the military and help the police officials out to retrain any leads that they could find inside the camp the gendarmerie questioned the staff at the camp as well as went through each and every profile of the paratroopers who are known as the members of the airborne unit in the military they went through their files identifying whether any of the paratroopers were out in the field on the night of isabel's disappearance or if anyone was remotely connected to her in any manner but all their search came back with no result and they soon left the base empty handed within a month in the early hours of 3rd july the police received a call about a dead body buried in a farmer's field once they extracted the body it didn't take long for the police to confirm that it was the 23 year old isabel rebu during the autopsy they discovered that she had been sexually assaulted and raped multiple times she was also strangled with a belt stabbed with a screwdriver and an umbrella and if this torture wasn't enough the killers ran over her body with the same car that was found burned in a field a month before the police became suspicious of the people inside the military base i could not find a reason as to why the military base was their prime location for the suspects but regardless of the reason the police and gendarmerie decided to stake out near the camp for multiple days despite spending sleepless nights they couldn't find any significant suspects or leads for the case by 12th july 1989 they abandoned their stake out on 13 july 10 days after finding isabel's body the police were notified of another bond car that was left in a field near the base camp when the police reached the scene they discovered two bodies of women hidden in the truck the bodies were not initially identified and the medical examiner told them that the two women had gone through the same torture as isabel the autopsy results revealed that both of them were raped repeatedly strangled had multiple stab wounds on their body and their throats were also cut the police were convinced that all three were killed by the same culprit or culprits and had decided to focus on finding their suspects from the same military base when the gendarmerie entered the camp again they found out that two of the paratroopers named 21 year old thierry elboji and 22 year old philip siov had deserted from the base on 13th july according to their files thierry had illegally run away from the base on 13th july 
while Philip never returned to the base after his leave ended on 15th July. Once the information was passed to the police, they quickly issued an arrest warrant for the two. And so, the police began searching for the two men, visiting places near the camp and their last known locations. Meanwhile, on 18th July, in Ezher, in San Ramon de Juliona, a 62-year-old man named Marcel Duzo was alerted by a neighbor about foxes in the area. Now, a game warden is basically someone who is employed to supervise hunting games in an area. Intrigued by their presence, Marcel dressed up and went into the woods with his rifle at 5 a.m. Marcel, who had lived in this village his whole life, was also part of the resistance movement during World War II. Marcel was expected to return home within an hour or so, but by 9 a.m. he had not returned. Concerned, his daughter called the Gendarmerie Brigade for help in finding him. Now, Gendarmerie also acts as the police officials for rural parts of France. Throughout their entire day, the village residents, police forces, and even an army helicopter searched for Marcel. Before the evening was about to set, Marcel's rifle was found in a cornfield and his body was finally found a few hours later in the woods. While the police team located Marcel's body, another team of police was still unaware of his death. They continued searching in the main areas of the village, hoping to find him alive. As they moved around, they caught a glimpse of Thierry and Philip. Both men were quick on their feet. Once they got a hint that police were behind them and ran inside a house into its basement and locked themselves in. The police quickly reached the spot where the two men were hiding. After persistent knocking and shouting, the two opened the door and surrendered themselves. Again, at this point, it's important to note that neither of the two men nor the team of the policemen had any idea that Marcel's body was found. The two men were asked to surrender in suspicion of the three murders prior to Marcel's. On 18th July 1989, Philippe and Thierry were arrested for the murder of Isabelle Rabou and two other unidentified bodies. During the investigation, the two quickly started talking and confessed to everything that had happened in the last two months. They admitted to having two more accomplices for the murders that they committed, and they quickly provided their names. Thierry Juin, 21-year-old, and Frank Feuerston, also 21-year-old. Now, here's what we know about all the four murders, starting with our first victim, Isabel. On 30th May 1989, Philip, Frank, and Juin were on a trip to Toulouse. Late at night, they came across Isabel in her car. It was getting late, and the three were looking for a car that they could steal to return to their camp. I could not find any specific report which could tell us how they managed to ask Isabel to stop, or whether they just jumped in front of the car, or asked for help on a false pretense. 
but Isabel had stopped and the man managed to take her as a hostage leading to her kidnapping by the three men raped and then run over by her own car on 12th July Philippe Joan and Thierry met each other at the Metabu station where they smoked some joints together and expressed their boredom wanting to have some fun so they stole a car Peugeot 205 and decided to visit a nightclub in the city while driving they encountered two girls one a minor and the other an adult who had been on the run for the last 2 days again there's no clear indication as to why the girls went along with the boys out of the two girls one of the reports suggest that 12 year old luisa the esvido was the only one who was raped because noria busada was on her period but they tilt assault the two of them and cut their throats philip admitted to throwing daggers at noria's body resulting in multiple stab wounds theory assaulted noria heavily while philip raped and assaulted luisa and ultimately stabbed her in her throat which killed her finally the next day 13th july theory ran away from the base camp to meet philip in his hometown of Israel in San Romain de Juliana both of them were worried that the police might capture them as the investigation was proceeding rapidly they warned Joan and told him to run away at this point they started planning to escape to Spain together and began collecting the things they needed by stealing cars and guns and they did not just run away to Spain they wanted to have some fun while they were at it so the two decided to visit the local bars in their stolen car there they shot at a group of north africans and killed two cows before leaving the scene on their way while driving through the city they also shot at a crowd of arabs before speeding away fortunately no humans were injured during these incidents these events were never officially reported to the police later the two men pursued a woman standing at a bus stand but she didn't comply with their demands and they left empty handed after a while they burned the car that they stole and walked back to philip's village where they came across marcel confused and worried marcel asked the two men why they were in the field this early morning he recognized philip right away since they both lived in the same village while marcel and philip were engrossed in a conversation thierry suddenly raised his gun and shot marcel from behind they disposed of the gun in the cornfields and then threw marcel's body in the woods once the interrogation was over the four of them were taken into custody for the murders but as the investigators delved into their past they realized that none of them had a normal childhood terry was born when his mother was raped by her stepfather though they managed to escape terry's mother married someone else but there was never any kind of affection in his life he ran away from his home at the age of 12 and by 
started training as a mechanic but soon gave up and returned to the streets getting involved in drugs when he turned 18 he joined the army and met philip there philip was also born out of a wedlock and abandoned his family when he turned 12 he lived with his grandparents father and three brothers but it didn't stop him from committing petty crimes he gave up his studies and soon got involved into drugs but as an adult decided to join the army joan had lived with his parents for a long time often being considered a smart kid but not good at studies he decided to pursue further studies but never found any interest in it and eventually joined the army when he met philip and theory frank the oldest among his siblings had a loving father although he was a mediocre student he failed his training in mechanics and struggled financially before joining the army as their lives were unraveled by the police it became clear that the four men would indulge themselves in drinking and causing trouble out of the border they had no interest in studies and spent their time on the streets this boredom is what led them to take away four innocent lives in their minds the night when they killed the women was supposed to be a fun and innocent night where they decided to act out their manhood and do whatever they pleased their trial began on 15th april 1991 two years after the murders during the trial at the tulos assizes court the four of them showed no explanation for their actions and the prosecutors found no clear motives behind their crimes the four victims were just in the wrong place at the wrong time according to an article by humanity after the four of them were indicted on 130 counts by the jurors philip and cd received the heaviest sentence among the four being sentenced to life in prison while frank and joan received 15 years in prison frank was later given a special punishment reducing his sentence by 2 years resulting in 13 years in prison when the jurors asked them about their guilt for killing the victims they somewhat regretted what they did to the three women but they showed no remorse for their actions against marcel but in 2008 joven was released on a semi freedom regime meaning he was allowed to be outside from 7 am to 7 pm every day when various newspapers reached out to isabel's father louis rebou he expressed his sorrow for the news he was shocked to see how people treated his daughter's death with no sympathy allowing one of her killers to roam free in the outside world He had even sent a letter to the judge and the minister of justice asking them the reason behind the semi pardon but he never received any news the man who now lives alone in his home after losing his wife and daughter expressed great sadness and stated that he will never forgive his daughter's killers no matter what This case is very different in many ways 
and there are a lot of questions that remain unanswered. Why were the 12 and 18 year old on the run? What was the reason for killing Marcel? Why did no one stop these guys from creating chaos when they were out shooting guns at groups of people from different ethnicities in the middle of the day? And why was one of them let go when he hadn't even finished serving his sentence yet? Apart from a few reports covering this case, we don't have answer to these questions. and we may never know the reasons behind their actions but it's essential to remember that if you want to have fun you should never be blind to the consequences of your actions especially if they end up hurting another human or even worse causing one's death you think you can answer these questions and find a motive behind their actions let us know in the comments your reviews and your comments genuinely help me make your listening experience better and they also brighten up my day just throw me your hand on the keyboard and tell us what you feel if you're interested in exploring more cases like these feel free to connect with us on our social media platforms if you want to look at the images related to the case Check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Shades of Magab. You can find our social media handles in the episode description. We will be back next week with another horrifying murder case. Till then, take care and be safe.